when a divorce happens, there's the final precipitating event. You know, your friend tells you, look, my husband cheated on me twice. All right, then you left him. Well, there's, that's the precipitating events, but if they've been married for 25 years, there are other things. And there's something that's contributed to that affair. There's something that contributed to the needs people felt to, to go out and act that way. I'm not excusing the action. I don't excuse it. But there's the precipitating event. And we have been in the midst of a cold civil war for, I started calling this out about six or seven years ago, using that phrase, cold civil war. We are now in the process of starting the divorce settlement discussions. And all that word about bipartisanship, there is not necessarily a bipartisan agreement, but there is definitely a bipartisan sense that we're beginning the national divorce. And this may well be the precipitating event, things like this. Later. But what ended up happening, we've discovered at at least two and possibly many more polling locations, is that those people took those ballots and mixed them in with already counted ballots. So those ballots never got counted. Republican ballots that somehow couldn't make it through the voting machines in Maricopa County are put into a pile and end up in a pile of ballots that have already been counted. And that's, that's Carrie Lake saying that. And of course, we could turn to the Secretary of State uh, in Arizona to ask her about it, but she is running against Carrie Lake. So in our national divorce, the custody agreement, that's beginning to be discussed. And it's not happening in small circles any longer. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to my friends at Soda Weight Loss, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. Great time. Don't, don't believe the hype. Great time to get started with unwanted fat coming off your bodies during the holidays. There is a national divorce. Now, it's going to happen. It's, it's really happened now. Um, let's be honest about the state of things. You know, there are sometimes marriages cease to be marriages. And sometimes friendships cease to be friendships. Friendship by name. There's that phrase, oh, that's just someone I used to know. And we're beginning to see that in our country. I firmly believe, and I'll stand behind this, that God will allow us, and it's it's biblical reference upon biblical reference, to leave us to our own will, to our own fleshly desires. I, I firmly believe pattern after pattern in the Bible of the Lord saying, okay, looks like you got this all worked out. I guess you don't need me on this. And letting people do their own thing. And I think there's at least half the country that's very committed to that. Very, very committed to it. 
that is turning their back on God. Some of them doing it in great anger and great disgust at God at the same time as saying he doesn't exist. They also hate him. And that just goes to the confusion and the the lies of the enemy. And the enemy, that Satan is a a thief, a liar, and a murderer, and has been. There's no truth in him. Um, There's another part of the country that wants to believe in God and and that believes, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. And and, but their biblical worldview has been stolen from them, but they don't hate God. They don't deny his existence. They just don't yet. They've had the knowledge of what it means to have a biblical worldview stolen from them. I used to be in that group. You know, cultural Christian. And I firmly believe that God will allow this divorce. And it's already happening because we are not in any way, shape, matter, idea, faction, or form of United States. The only thing that unites us is a custody agreement. And the custody agreement isn't even the Constitution because we live in a post-constitutional society. And that's scary. But God's law stands. God's law stands, the Ten Commandments stand, the teachings of the Lord Jesus stand. We will put ourselves, we will build our metaphorical house upon that rock. Because upon that rock, winds cannot shift it, floods cannot wash it away when we build upon that rock. But we live in a post-constitutional society because the party treats the Constitution as something to be gotten around or to pretend that they, it doesn't exist. But there's this other custody agreement, and this is the one that that knits us together, and it's the one that mail-in voting also attacks. This is the spam voting. We talked about this last hour, about an electorate that is both infantized and traumatized, and then spam voted and nagged, or spam mailed, spammed ballots, and then nagged into filling them out. We talked about that last hour, that dynamic. I'm ashamed that that dynamic didn't occur to me until I had a weekend to think about it. But there's this other custody agreement or, that, that keeps us together. Oh, man, this is going to be a big week to talk with Zach Abraham from Bohr Capital Management because there's this, um, there's this cryptocurrency. I think it's called FTX. And this guy, the guy who was running that, um, he turned out to be... Well, I don't want to say a swindler because I don't know, but I know he's bankrupt now. I know that, that people woke up in the morning who'd had a bunch of money in, that, in, the, in their accounts of that, that cryptocurrency and it was gone. I know that that guy gave 50 million bucks to the Democrats. I wonder if the Democrats will be giving that 50 million back to the people who got swindled, scammed, what have you. So it's going to be a big week to talk with Zach about that. But you think that's big. You think that's a big fail? Uh, We're facing now an economy largely unhindered uh, by Republicans being able to stop much. Yeah, there's the House, but the Senate's still run by Mitch McConnell. He likes things the way they are. Kevin McCarthy's, ah, he's fine. If he ends up, God forbid, being Speaker. So it's a big week to have Zach on. And Zach's been telling us the same thing now for about a decade. And if that sounds like, well, then why do I want to hear him? Because again, when you apply the basics time and again to decision-making, you're going to make better decisions. Zach is the chief investment officer of Bulwark Capital Management. It is nearly the end of the year. We were just now talking about some of the special things we want to cook for Thanksgiving. It's that close. Please, before this year ends, then this new Congress begins, please, if you're five to 10, even 15 years from retirement, please 
Get with Bulwark Capital Management and see if your portfolio, that's your life's energy that's stored up in bank accounts and investment accounts and real estate, that's your life's energy. And you've been given it to steward by the Lord. Please get with Bulwark Capital Management and find out if your portfolio will withstand this chaos economy. Just call them. They're at 866-779-RISK. They are completely focused on risk management at Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. They can tell you if your portfolio will withstand this risk economy, even if you're retired. Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Czech Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. There is, uh, in our custody agreements, this is our marriage agreement, rather. I think it's, yeah, that's a better way to say it. It's our marriage agreement. In our marriage agreement, uh, as a country, we've got the Electoral College. That's the sole thing that binds this country. And as the party and the leftist portion of the party begin to attack that, when that's gone, there is no United States. At that point, it's over. Because the country is then run by the cities. And the entire country is run by five, five cities. And they'll never understand us. They don't want to understand us. They've been taught to hate us. They've been taught that we're bumpkins, uh, that we don't have any knowledge, that we don't have any hearts or souls. They've, we've been, um, in their eyes, animalized, otherized. That's going to happen. The otherizing, the animalizing, because that's, that, that's, that's, we're at a point now where we can't stop that. We don't participate in it. And we will not participate in, 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 in the animalizing of other human beings. They can do animalistic things. They do evil things. Abortion at industrial scale is evil. The forcing mRNA injections into people, which is harming them and killing many, is unmitigated, inarguable evil at a broad industrial scale. Lying about climate change in order to seize control over people's lives is, is, is evil beyond imagination. Uh, pretending that they're, they're launching a central bank digital currency when what they're launching is a control device is, again, unspeakable evil because it will lead to death and it will lead to... And this is going to happen. Guys, I can't be clear enough. This is going to happen. We are going to be taken. And it's okay. It's going to be okay. Because in the end, we win. It's going to be okay because God keeps his promises. It's going to be okay because God told us this would happen. This is part of the plan. It doesn't make it fun. I didn't say it was going to be fun. I said it's going to be okay. Now, to give you an example of when I was talking about post-constitutionalism, this is an example from the separate country of Seattle in that region, um, the King County region. And it's, I know that's the second time today that I've, I've referenced something in that separate country, but it's instructional. Remember that to the left, this is a cultural revolution. It's a Maoist revolution. Okay, they are following Chairman Mao's model. And when they seize a city and have enough control over it, they don't just say, oh, good, we won this city. They take that capital that they've earned and they've stolen and they've, they've thugged to get like the way they own Seattle or Portland or San Francisco, and then they begin to expand 
And the way they do this is always extra constitutional. They don't do it through laws. They don't even do it through elections. They do it through diktats and con artistry. So this is an example of things that you can look forward to in Boise, in Austin, in Salt Lake City. And they're things that you can look forward to trying to stop now. You guys have a chance to stop this stuff in the national divorce. They have the cities. Don't let them have anything else. Because the national divorce is coming. And we're talking about the custody proposals. They want the entire states. So how do we stop them at the cities? Well, look at the DeSantis model. Lock your elections down. If you cannot, then compete in reality. Get out and nag traumatized and scared people for their votes, but please do not traumatize them further or scare them further, or you play into the devil's hands. Yes, it's a tightrope to walk, and the left knows this. They know that our morals and our principles don't allow us to achieve, to, to fight total war. They know that. But let them be the ones who follow the enemy doing the job of Satan. Let us be the ones who try to work with the system in a godly way because we'll have the better reward. So this is from uh, Mayor Cassie. She is the uh, mayor of a town called Everett, Washington. It is north of Seattle. Here's the swindle. Is a guy named Smack... Daddy, Dow Constantine, is the so-called King County executive, and he has been amassing power for himself over the past decade. He recently conned the people in King County into, into doing away with their elected sheriff. So there is no sheriff in King County. There's a woman who wears a badge. She has a title sheriff. She has that job because she's a black woman. Full stop. She's not a cop. She's not a cop's cop. Everybody knows this about her. She is Dow Constantine's, she's Dow Constantine Sheriff, not King County's. She works for one man, Dow. Dow Constantine rolled and conned other people in the King County Council into building a homeless, a regional homeless approach. And this is their, what they're going to do is take Seattle. Seattle has been ruined with homeless drug addicts, people who are under the boot of heroin and meth and fentanyl, and they they run rampant in downtown Seattle. They sex traffic, they defecate, they commit crimes, uh, they beat people, they rape people, they go into stores and mass and steal things. They know that they run the city. They live in RVs. They don't pay property tax. They steal, they steal electricity. They even steal natural gas, which is incredibly dangerous. They're constantly starting fires in these camps. Everybody knows knows there's mass acts of human trafficking going on there. They know that the cartels are in there. You know, like the um, food trucks, cartels have drug trucks, basically in this Seattle. So what's happened is this has become so very obvious in downtown Seattle, but it has given the party this enormous power. They get federal money for doing this. They get federal money for storing people on the streets. They get votes Every person that they move into that city because you can take as many drugs as you want, they get more congressional seats. They are importing people. At the same time as they're losing people, they're importing people. So here's where Everett Washington comes into this. Is King County is going around now and buying hotels. They're done. This was, remember when this was about COVID? I said at the time, this isn't about COVID. This is a model. They're not purchasing these hotels to give back 
quote, after COVID. This isn't COVID. This is never let a good crisis go to waste. This is housing as a right, meaning you are a slave to others. You will directly provide their housing. They don't have to do anything for it. They don't have to get off drugs. They don't have to take an anti-drug class. They don't have to do anything. They get to stay in these hotels and sex traffic and drink themselves to death. It is inhumane. Well, and drug themselves to death. It is inhumane. It stands against God. It is taking advantage of the least of these. They are storing their votes. That's it. That's all they care about. It's like the Matrix. In the Matrix movies, uh, the the human beings are being used for their body heat because they figured out how to use body heat as a great big battery. And so they put us in this goo and we're not really uh, awake. We just have this, uh, you know, uh, artificial reality headset on as we're in this this primordial goo, this um, ambiotic soup. And we're, we're imagining life. That's what they're doing with these people. Hey, get, go ahead, sit in that hotel. Go ahead, take fentanyl. Go ahead, take heroin. Go ahead, sell your bodies to afford that. Go ahead and break into people's homes. Go ahead and steal catalytic converters all over the place, which is one of the huge crimes in that area. Do that so long as you keep your presence here because your presence gets us federal dollars. Your presence gets us electoral votes. This is how the national divorce is being played out. They want more kids. They want more dependence. They want to create more dependence. If you live in a red state and you hear any discussion about homeless complexes like this, go to the churches. Take care of homeless people the way they should be taken care of. That is to help them restore themselves. I work like this with people. It's an amazing thing to watch a man restore himself. Every time it happens, it's just this great, great glory to God. And to to even be part of it's incredible. But if you hear anything about harm reduction, if you hear anything about housing as a right, if you see any programs like this, understand it's a Maoist village approach. So the mayor of, of, of Everett is talking here to Jonathan Cho. He is a reporter in Seattle who now works at the Discovery Institute. And she's talking about the fact that no one came to her This regional homeless council didn't come to the mayor and say, hey, do you want a bunch of homeless drug addicts being serviced by the cartel who are never going to change living in your area? Do you want them to live downtown and be empowered to stay there? Do you want homes broken into? Do you want people raped? Do you want that happening here? They didn't even go talk to him. Do you her. still stand by that letter? I, I absolutely do. In this exclusive interview, Everett Mayor Cassie Franklin is doubling down. And I sent a response to Roger and his team uh, this afternoon. Saying she even sent this letter to WASHDOT Transportation Secretary Roger Millar. So you stand by everything you've said in the absolutely. letter? Last week, Mayor Franklin blasted WASHDOT for allegedly moving in what she calls a large number of the unsheltered population from outside Everett into to her city's motels. Franklin called it an unacceptable burden and says the state agency never consulted her or asked for permission. Do you have proof WashDOT is moving homeless people into motels in Everett? I do know that they have moved homeless people into Everett and I've asked them to please stop until we have another conversation about the service plan and the safety plan that we have in place for those individuals to ensure their safety as well as our public safety. In response, WashDOT, alongside the Washington State Department of Commerce and State Patrol, sent this letter demanding a public retraction of those statements and an apology, saying the mayor attempted to shame them and called the accusations passed false and offensive. So far this year, the agencies say only 
three homeless people living within Everett have been placed into housing, but did not specify exactly where in the city. Do you plan on sending an apology or retracting your letter? Absolutely not. They're accusing you of essentially lying. There's, there's nothing that's not uh, true in my letter. Uh, Councilmember Vogley. Meanwhile, the controversy never came up as an agenda item during Wednesday night's council meeting. But this is what some council members had to say about the back and forth. She's proven to be a good leader and uh, careful about most of these things. So I don't intend to jump to any assumptions. I'm not going to comment. I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to comment. Not tonight. Thank not you. tonight. Oh. Okay. And this, for the for this to involve the Washington State Department of Transportation is a natural in a post-constitutional state. Why would it involve them? Want to know why? Because the homeless drug addicts know they can live on washed-out land. If they're not in one of Dow Constantine's hotels or motels that he's purchasing with taxpayer dollars, if they're not in an RV, they know they can live on Washington State Department of Transportation land. Want to know why? Because the Washington State Department of Transportation is involved in the Cultural Revolution. And this is all part of the natural divorce. Does that sound like the job of a, a transportation department? No, because this is also part of the breakup. They want, to, they want to be able to do other things. And in this national divorce, if you live in a red state and your department of transportation is starting to talk about housing, stop them. If they're starting to talk about transit villages, understand when you hear transit village, when they say that, Think Maoist village. It's a way to import people. It's a way to change the demographics to import people. If you see them going through broad scale changes and changing housing in the area, like having a whole bunch of apartments densely packed. Yes, people need inexpensive places to live. Yes, that's true. And when apartment owners do that, the federal government leaps in. We have people to move there. We're going to take their federal housing dollars. We're going to ship them into your area. They're going to change the vote in your area. How do you stop that? You make your area completely unattractive to transit. You do not let a single so-called light rail project begin in your area because that's the way this stuff starts. We're heading into a national divorce. So let's be wise about custody agreements and what gets taken and what doesn't. Oh man, I was just, uh, just got a text from a buddy of mine uh, who wanted to stop and get bone frog at a retail store, uh, probably a retail coffee shop. And they're, in, they're, they're getting there. But right now it's bonefrog.us. Now here's one thing you can do for the bone frog. And I'm doing this with a coffee shop in our area. I've taken a sample by. Uh, I will stop in next week and hope to talk to the owner over a cup of bone frog. I'll bring in more samples. And I'm just doing that because I love Tim Cruikshank, the founder and CEO of bone frog. I don't get paid for that. I'm just doing it. Um, and he's a Navy SEAL, 25 year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. He did for us. This is one of the things we can do for him. Now, also in this holiday season, can I make a, just a, a little suggestion? When you serve coffee for Thanksgiving, make it the bone frog, go to bonefrog.us and get an array of the blends and the roasts and the delivery systems at bone frog. Hey, what if you put on a little display? Seriously. I mean, the coffee bags say God country team that's, and they mean it. That's not ever going to come off those bags. What if you tell a little bit of a story? 
It's all available on the Bonefrog website, bonefrog.us. What if you send people home with some of it and the web address for bonefrog.us? What if there was this massive bump in sales? What if heading into the holidays, we provided this sort of momentum? And this is my question for you. If you've bought Bonefrog and you love it. In fact, I just had another friend. He said, oh, I had my second cup of coffee and we were visiting and I said, oh, the bone. He goes, man, I ran out of Bonefrog. I said, aren't you in subscription? He goes, yep. <laughs> like me, you got to buy more. All right. So if you are buying Bonefrog, but you haven't yet gone to subscription, what's the wait? You save 5% at bonefrog.us. You are backing the Navy SEAL community, Navy SEAL Foundation. This is for the families of Navy SEALs who decided to make their life available for us, willingly giving it for this country. No greater love hath man. It's bonefrog.us. Please make sure you use the .us, bonefrog.us. In this cultural revolution, the left is pushing their perversion views and actions into our community. And that's the way they're doing it in the cities. They're doing it in the schools. Who gets the kids? In this national divorce, who gets the kids? In the view of the party, they should get the kids. The state. Eric Solwell is one of the least intelligent human beings I have ever in my life, ever, ever been exposed. Well, I've not been exposed to, but ever witnessed being exposed. He gets to serve and con- serve. He gets to grift in Congress. He gets to try to have sex with or maybe have sex with a female Chinese spy. And he gets to stay on national security committees. It's, it's a fallen system. The system will fall. It's falling now. Our job is to build a parallel society. As their system is falling, our job is to be finding and electing good Christian people who seek to serve and not be served on water boards. My friend Tom is not on a water board. Congratulations, Tom. People on city councils, park boards to begin flooding the zone with Christians who seek to serve and not be served with businesses that seek to make a profit by doing the right thing in God's name. This is Eric Solwell on who gets the kids. Um, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, who's an absolute darling of the party. uh, He pretends that Lisa Murkowski is a good Senator. Tim Scott has lost his way entirely. He is now uh, Mitch McConnell light. He had this to say, we're putting parents back in charge of their kids' education. Well, you're, maybe. And there are parents who are doing it and grandparents who are doing it. Okay, so that's, that's his milk toast way of saying school choice because, you know, he's a Mitchite. Here's what Solwell writes. Please tell me what I'm missing here. What are we doing next? Putting patients in charge of their own surgeries? Clients in charge of their own trials? When did we stop trusting experts? This is so stupid. Who gets the kids in the mind for whatever that's worth of Eric Solwell, they own the kids in this custody battle. We better recognize that the Solwells of the world believe they own the kids. This is a move that must be made now, now, 
There are good schools and great godly teachers in those schools. Move number one, back the play of the good godly teachers. Meet them in your area. Become close with them. Take their backs. Reward them with words and and affirmation. Reward them with your presence. Be there at the school boards before it gets bad. If your parents, if, if your kids and the school you have is not bad, now's the time to be at the school board meetings. Because the left never stops. In this national divorce, don't let them have your schools. If your schools are not bad, if they're good schools, spend more time there. So that the second they start bringing garbage like this in, you're there to say, no, not at our school, not happening. This is a teacher talking about non-binary books. My mom says you could read this book of non-binary joy, even if your mom says you can't. This teacher does, she puts up her finger to her mouth. Shh. My mom says you can read this book of non-binary joy, even if your mom says you can't. That's a teacher. Before that stuff comes to your, to your schools, get in the school boards now. If you're in a state or in a school where that is the norm, I am going to tell you flat out, every day your kid is in those schools, you are surrendering your children. I will tell you, I firmly believe your kids would be better off unschooled than schooled in this stuff. Unschooling. I firmly believe that they would be better off than being taught this stuff because what they're being taught doesn't just add to ignorance. It stands in direct opposition to the words of God. And this is in the national divorce goes back to the beginning of the program. God is allowing the separating of these countries of this country. This is another teacher from libs of TikTok. She says, tear the system down. The wind deciding on a comment to respond to I thought, do I want to respond to some hot ass mess or do I want to respond to something that is providing perspective and clarifying the point that I was trying to make? And I went with this route. I am particularly talking about white cisgender teachers who go into schools, whether it is majority white schools or not, and use the racism that they that it, it is within all of us or the white supremacy that is within all of us and they wield it against either their students or other colleagues or coworkers. That's the issue. And that's why I said harm that has been caused or can be caused. Because as white women in education, we have we have power like we have the power to dismantle these systems that we uphold. And of course, she can't provide any example of how all white women are racist because it can't be provided. Because it's a blatant lie. If you hear discussion of dismantling the system in the school, if you see suggestions of it, if you see any propaganda in a classroom, attack it now before it becomes overwhelming. Attack it with truth wrapped in grace. Be there all the time before it gets bad. Because in the national divorce, they will push and push and push and they will never stop. There's this. Anna Navarro says, 
that Governor DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, now Anna Navarro at CNN, she says that if you say 2020 was rigged, you are an election denier, you're in the big lie, you work for Putin. That's all she said that time and again. Now she's talking about Florida. I think DeSantis' victory is being completely misread. I think the narrative is all wrong. Yesterday, DeSantis won by 20 point, uh, 20 points. Why? Because he gamed the system, because he turned Florida into an uneven playing field. They changed election laws, making it harder to vote by mail. They paraded a bunch of people, black people that they arrested for vote fraud and paraded them in front of national media. He created an election police. So they sought just black people who committed election fraud? Or were black people victimized by vote harvesters? Who told them they could vote? Because many of the people, I watched the videos. Many of those people said, hey, I was told I could vote. I was told I could vote. I'm sure Democrat people said you could vote. And with great, great courtesy, by the way, the the, the Florida police in that were so stellar. The way they said, hey, look, I know this is so shocking. I know this is really shocking for you. And look, look, I'm telling you, all we have to do is take you down, you'll get booked, and you'll get released. We can even bring you back. We can even, and I know this is a shock, and we can even bring you back. Let's just, we'll take you down. I know it's a shock. They were so good. International divorce. If your state isn't yet completely sold into mail voting, stop. Anything you have to do on a legal basis to stop it. I think that ship may have, in fact, left port and is way across the bay by now because I think this country is completely sold down on that. And it's having a very predictable effect. Um, Katie, Carrie Lake went on uh, OAN to talk about this. And what's so maddening about this international divorce? International divorce, the people who are divorcing us or we're divorcing them, doesn't really matter which, they don't see anything wrong with with um, Katie Hobbs being both a candidate for governor and the secretary of state overseeing the election in which she's running to be governor. Carrie Lake on OAN talking um, about this. A really shocking discovery. The people were told, look, the tabulating machines are not working, so you can, you can cast your ballot, and then we'll put it in this, what they call drawer three, and we'll take those out, and we'll bring them downtown and count them later. But what ended up happening, we've discovered at at least two and possibly many more polling locations, is that those people took those ballots and mixed them in with already counted ballots. So the those ballots never got counted. It's a real mess. They're dealing with it now. Our elections in Arizona are a circus being run by a bunch of clowns, and we need to reform our elections. The good news is we're going to win. We know that for a fact because these 500 plus thousand that are left to be counted are the Republican voters, the people who showed up on election day and handed in their ballot because they have distrust of the system, and they haven't even begun to count those yet. And we know that those are the most ardent and big Republican Republican supporters of all of the voters. She's a very, very good speaker. Very good. Very good at sounding uh, very confident. And perhaps she is confident. And if so, God bless her for being confident. International divorce. 
Part of the country doesn't care about having an educated voter base. In fact, an educated voter base is an impediment, and I can't be firm enough on that point. I am endlessly, endlessly sad that I have not done a better job, and because I began it eight years ago, that I didn't do a better job of telling people what the trans thing meant at the core. I tried to communicate this and I utterly failed. It is simply breaking brains. And Orwell spoke of this. And I'm paraphrasing Orwell, but the the party's last and most and final and most brutal act was to insist that you not believe your own eyes, that you not believe what you see. It was their most brilliant and most brutal act. That's international divorce, what's being done. Truth is being absolutely burned down. And once they break brains, they're never going to stop breaking them. So what does this mean for us? In our national divorce, we will teach our children and our grandchildren from the very moment they are born. You were created by God Almighty. I never said this to my little girl. I mean, I said, you're a child of God and, and she was baptized and, and, but I'd never put meat on that. Well, she's a vegan, so she wouldn't want the meat on it, but I, I never communicated that in the right way. From the very moment our little babies born, our little babies and our little grandchildren, we're going to tell them you were created by God. Mom and dad just got to participate. You are loved by God at this moment. He knew about you before you came into existence. How many hairs do you think you have on your head? I don't know. God knows the number and where they're placed. You are a child of the King Most High. This comes with great powers and great responsibilities. And it comes with an unassailable source of truth that will never fail you. It never changes. It can't change because it was inspired to be written by truth itself. We teach our kids this, but it can't be with words. Words can only be part of it. It has to be with actions. I know that when I told my daughter how important the Bible was and God was to us and we stopped going to church on Sundays because it interrupted speed skating. I know what my daughter knew was more important to me. I didn't know it. I fooled myself. Oh, I'll I'll talk a lot about God while we go speed skating. Utter failure. I mean, I've begged the Lord's forgiveness for that. It has to be in our actions. It has to be in pure honesty. You know, in a society where kids are now being pressured at the age of five, what's your pronoun? What's your pronoun? And being pressured at the age of five. Uh, Hey, are you bi or are you at the age of five? We have to say things to our kids who are being, uh, their minds are being attacked in this culture. Well, who are you to say that gay people can't keep married? Who are you to say that? I'm nobody. Well, why does God say this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why God says this is the rules. I'd only be guessing. 
But what I know is about sin, one of the reasons God hates sin, not us, but hates sin, is because what sin does to us. What does it do? It separates us from him. The more sin we have, the more separate we are from him because the less we can stand to be around him. What does sin do to us? Well, think about it. What does a life of stealing do to you? It hardens you. It puts you around dishonorable people who will also steal from you. It opens you up to abuse from dishonorable people. And if you run with dishonorable people, what? Let's say that you and your thief wife get married. You think a thief wife is going to be also an honorable wife? Or you think a thief husband is also going to be an honorable husband? No. They steal possessions. Why would they not steal intimacy? Why would they then not lie about intimacy and, and, the, and the thieving of that? Why would they not steal from you? It ends up poisoning things. People who covet, who make a, a, a lifetime of coveting what other people have, they can never appreciate what they have. They can never have joy. They can, if you can't have gratitude, you can never have joy. Without gratitude, how do you get to joy? Because there's always the want and the coveting standing in its way. If you don't love thy neighbor as you love thyself, you end up in a community of people who don't love you. You end up isolated in a community of people who don't know you and don't love you and you're unseen. Maybe son or daughter, maybe that's why God doesn't want us to have that sin. Maybe that's why he's against being active in same-sex attraction. Maybe that's why. And I'm guessing, but I know God loves us and has left a rule book for our own good. I know that. We have to develop the skill in this national divorce because, guys, I am telling you, I'm convinced this system will utterly collapse. It has to. For how long is it down? I don't know. And we're going to talk more and more about parallel societies and actually building them and what are the steps to building them. But look at this. This is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is getting good press. Minneapolis entrepreneur to purchase a 68,000 square foot building to create space for BIPOC businesses. The business will house 15 to 20 BIPOC owned businesses and will also include event space for things like weddings and conferences. This is a, this is being written about uncritically as a guy purchasing a building only for special people, BIPOC people, black, indigenous, I don't, for, I don't care and I forget what the P means. I don't care what the O or the C means. I don't care. Because it's all intersectional nonsense. It's all hate thy neighbor. It's all be separate from thy neighbor. And not in terms of being separate from the world. In this instance, when we see this, In our national divorce, it's our job to ask our kids, how do you do that and not hate white people? How do you do that and love thy neighbor? How do you allow that and not allow people to purchase buildings for white-owned businesses? 
How do you say that and say we're the United States and we're not? We are in the process of a divorce. This is a proposed map that's going around in leftist circles. Proposed map. New York and California are sick of supporting these red welfare states. Ha <laughs> ha. Yep, that's right. We're all welfare states. That math and the way they do that, so utterly ridiculous. So what you have is Canada um, and then Cal, uh, Washington, Oregon, and California. That's, Amer- that's the United States of Canada. And the rest of us, we're in the stinking Jesus land. And this is getting all sorts of retweets. Then there's a real thing in Oregon. Two more Oregon counties said yes to greater Idaho. So it needs to win more ballots before they can move the borders. And incidentally, I'm very torn on this. I don't necessarily want this to happen for Idaho, except that those are very conservative counties. And if Idaho was bigger and more conservative and this did away with Boise's ownership or even Boise's influence over elections here, then I'm all for it. Which brings me back to this point, since we're in the process of the national divorce, since it's happening now, since we're participating in it, even if we don't want to, let me bring this point up. The city states, Austin, Boise, Seattle, San Francisco, you know who they are. The city states import people with policy. That's what they do. Free drugs. It's legal to take drugs. Sex trafficking is ignored. Do all the sex trafficking you want. Housing is a right. Yep, we're going to put you in hotel rooms. We're going to let you stay in RVs. They do everything they can. They advertise it. The national media advertises it for them. They do everything we can. They can. If you live in anything like a red state, I am telling you to start ideological taxes. Start a Second Amendment tax. The state of Idaho, if Brad Little wasn't a squish, would start a welcome to Idaho tax kit. Number one, 1500 bucks per year. Or five, By the way, the money doesn't matter. It's the fact that it exists. 500 bucks per year to support the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. 500 bucks per year to promote freedom from health invasion. And advertise these things. Advertise the fact, and this goes against the the people who want to sell property and real estate. That's not my design. But people who want to sell property and real estate understand something. As you sell off your 20 acre lots or your, your, you know, multi hundred acre lots and you turn them into apartment buildings, do you understand that the legacy you're actually leaving? Do you understand the legacy you actually leave behind is partnering with the federal government in order to import people into your states? In the red states, promote what you have. We don't have trains. We're not bringing trains in. We have cars, we have freeways. We have gas stations. We're not going to go the electric car route. We have to be drug kicking and screaming into this. We're going to maintain gas cars as long as we can. Yes, it's hard to get an abortion in our state. You bet it's hard. Yeah, maybe we'll go to maybe we'll go back and say, wait a minute, I don't think we're going to do no fault divorce. No, I don't think we're going to. I think you're going to have to go to before a judge and say, you wanted to dissolve a contract? Tell me why. This is a contract. You created a contract. You want to dissolve it? Tell me why. Yes, we have school choice. The money goes to the parents. 
promote these things. This is what Ron DeSantis has done. And see how many conservatives have flocked to Florida? Take the conservative standards, govern that way, promote it in this national divorce. Because in this national divorce, and look, I don't view us as children, and I sure as heck do not view the government as mom and dad. But I'm using metaphors, clearly. In this case, we're the kids. We get to decide where to live. So make the choice easy. If you, work in cons- if you work in politics and you're conservative, make the choice easy. Promote conservative values on the march. Applied every day. And in that way, as the national divorce happens, we get the good kids. They can get the, uh, the, the virate bowler guards and the Mike TVs and the Nellie Olsons. We can get the good kids. I've been saying it for about six months. We're going to be taken. Knowing that, prepare. It's going to be okay. Because God said this would happen. Knowing that, be glad. Be thankful for the struggle. This is the day the Lord has made. These are the times, this moment... I'm speaking personally to you. This moment is the time God decided you would live. He's calling you to stand on his rock. That's not going to break. It's good news. As their system crumbles, ours cannot be crumbled. As their system bosses begin to eat one another, we won't. Because we stand on the rock. And we're going to spend a lot more time talking about the fundamentals of building parallel societies. Because you know what? You might well work in a world where you are actually the people creating the product. The people who run the Politico, they got that. Do you remember how that started? It was a bunch of journalists who said, hey, why do we need owners? We're the ones with all the contacts. They were right. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please do go be well, be strong, be kind, and be confident. Be confident in this. The Lord decided that you would live through these times because the Lord believes you can do and will do the right thing in these times.